Thanks for tuning in to Assertive Radiance, the place to be if you're ready to unlock your inner magic and live your best life with joy, abundance, and happiness. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, here to guide you on your journey of self-discovery and empowerment. As a conscious female entrepreneur, you know that you're capable of achieving anything you desire. However, sometimes it can be challenging to break through fears and doubts that are holding you back. That is why every month I will dive into topics like self-care and mindset shifts to help you tap into your intuition and awaken your true potential. Ready to live with unwavering confidence? Let's get started. Is this my final hour? Are you leading me to heaven? After all, healing is never guaranteed, I thought. Those were the words I found myself saying, sitting at the edge of a cliff. But let me take you back to the beginning, to where this journey started. A journey of surrender, self-discovery, and a leap of faith that changed my whole life. Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, Finding the Courage to Surrender and Conquer Your Fears. Thank you so much for tuning in. I wrapped up last month's episode on how to overcome procrastination by sharing that when we're faced with challenges, to remember this quote, you cannot lose what belongs to you by divine right. In today's episode, I will be diving into the why and unveil the behind the scenes, shedding light on what led to this quote to become a lifeline for me. I think dealing with our emotional fears of loss and the struggle to accept surrender marks one of the most challenging aspects of deep transformation. I think it's at this stage that many entrepreneurs become quite creative in finding ways to not go through the process. In nature, a caterpillar, when sensing the time is right, spins its cocoon. It doesn't seek ways to numb its feelings or linger in procrastination behaviors to avoid the transformative stage. It instinctively follows nature's course. However, we, as humans, have become adept at devising methods to sidestep nature's laws. We do this because we fear what we might lose if we surrender to the process. Embracing the unknown requires immense vulnerability and a willingness to let go of control. When I went through the process of letting go and surrendering, I found myself thinking about my dad. In our society, my dad would be labeled as a hoarder. In his 50s, he was more open to trading the things he had accumulated for something else he wanted. However, now at 89, he not only wants to keep everything, but he's also going to spend money on getting more stuff. His fixation on always wanting more, coupled with his inability to let go of anything, has led him to invest more time in gathering possessions than in building relationships with his kids and grandkids. It's a sad observation, but my role isn't to judge him, it's to accept him. 
However, as I faced my own journey of letting go, I had to remind myself, am I becoming too attached, like my dad? And so my story starts 13 years ago when I reached a point where I was done working for companies that did not value my work. That night, I browsed the internet for inspiration and came across a blog post where a gentleman shared two ways to make it out there. One is to climb the corporate ladder. The second option is to stay on the ground for a while and build your own helicopter. It might take longer to achieve, but once it's done, you can go anywhere you want. I loved the analogy and from that moment, I started considering what I could build that would allow me to fly wherever I wanted. Around the same time, I discovered that one of my favorite skincare creams, which had helped me manage my oily, acne-prone skin, was discontinued. That's when I got the idea to start a skincare company. Over the next two years, I've invested my spare time in reading business books and implementing what I've learned. At one point, it became challenging to connect with the people in the skincare industry as they did not work nights and weekends. I knew the business wouldn't grow unless I dedicated myself to it full time. But I was uncertain about making the leap from the security of a steady paycheck to the unknown. So for two years, I did my best with the time I had. Then God intervened, but not in the way I had hoped. It was early January 2012 when I received a letter from the U.S. immigration informing me that my working visa had expired and I was no longer permitted to work in the United States. While I could have moved back to Canada, my desire was to stay with my son and my husband. And so, although the news put a strain on our finances, I welcomed the opportunity. I jumped into the unknown world of cosmetics with no prior experience or industry connections. What I did have was a caring husband, a chemistry background, creative imagination, good credit, and an unwavering determination to see it through. However, I failed to ask myself a crucial question. What am I willing to sacrifice to fulfill my dream? Fast forward to May 2022, I faced another hurdle. For over a decade, I devoted myself to developing Avesence, a world-class skincare brand, yet the only evidence I had was my unyielding persistence despite navigating a divorce. I had attempted every marketing tactic I had learned, only to find that the more I followed them, the worse it got. But after filing for a bankruptcy, the borrowing well had run dry. Intuitively, I knew that something had to change. But how? After 10 years, I hadn't cracked the code on running a profitable business. I was afraid of losing all the hard work I poured into building both the skincare brand and the podcast platform. In my search for answers, I stumbled upon an old book written in 1925, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. 
Among its pages, four quotes stood out. Quote number one, never violate a hunch. Your intuition is God's way to direct you towards what belongs to you by divine right. Two, nothing stands between man's highest ideals and his heart desires but doubt and fear. Fear is misdirected energy and must be redirected or transmuted into fate. Three, your desires are inexhaustible and unfailing when fully trusted, but faith and trust must precede the demonstration. And four, you cannot lose what belongs to you by divine right. Without knowing it, Shin was explaining the essence of surrender, the ultimate step towards ascension. According to her, faith appears to be a fundamental ingredient in manifesting dreams. However, much like love, hope, integrity, character, and enthusiasm, faith cannot be bought, borrowed, or stolen. These essential elements must be nurtured from within. Although I've gained courage, resourcefulness, a better understanding of what success means, and the ability to be happy and grateful for the gift of time that I was given, the truth is that I haven't managed to earn more than $20,000 in 10 years, and I felt ashamed of admitting it. Nevertheless, I contemplated Shin's wisdom for a while. My first hunch was to stop working on my business and paint my bedroom. I resisted the idea for two weeks because I felt it was wiser to keep trying to figure out how to earn money. However, the hunch persisted. Then a little whisper from within suggested, what if, instead of being the chemist trying to figure everything out, why don't I let God be the divine scientist and allow the universe to sort out my financial affairs? With this perspective in mind, I lean into the quantum field of possibilities. After finishing painting my bedroom, I moved on to painting my son's room. Then I proceeded to remove the 25-year-old carpet on the second story floor and the stairs. Although it was physically hard work, I was surprised that everything I did came easily. Once everything was completed, I was in awe of how beautiful everything turned out. That's when I realized how much I had put my happiness on a back burner until I make it financially. I noticed that while I was focused on doing the renovation, there was less room in my mind for the fear of the unknown. As August arrived, a part of me was eager to resume working on my business, but deep inside I was concerned because at that point, my business bank account closed for insufficient funds, and a few days later, my cell phone was disconnected due to non-payment. The notification knocked me out of balance, as if the rug has been pulled from under my feet. I felt disconnected from the world, alone, isolated. The following few days, I felt so defeated. I thought I was worth more dead than alive. I believe the universe heard me and said, really, let's see about that. 
The following day, although I tried to get up, I couldn't. It turned out that I had contracted COVID. For the first four days, all I could do was to rest. On the fifth day, my body ached from being in bed too long. I tried to get up, but I was too weak to stay up. So I stayed in bed, awake, and I started feeling guilty about being sick. I felt it was such a waste of time to be stuck in bed, unable to do anything. Then I heard my intuitive voice saying, Resting is part of living. It allows your body to heal and assimilate learning. And when you are well, you can achieve more with less effort. My perspective shifted to all the people who died of COVID and the ones who had been in the hospitals for months. My heart went out to all of them and their families. Then I wondered how the people who are terminally ill cope with the news. Considering the implications of illness, I wondered what happens to someone's finances when they are no longer able to work and pay their bills. This led me to further contemplation. If someone with cancer were to ask to borrow money, how might their relatives respond? Would they offer understanding or suggest to find a job? Several friends of mine, deeply concerned about my financial situation, have often suggested that I seek additional work to supplement my income. It's not so much their suggestion that touched me. It was the judgment behind their advice as I could sense their disapproval in my quest to pursue my dreams. However, my intuition strongly advised me to persist in working on my skincare business and releasing these podcast episodes regardless of whether they generated any income. As I pondered, it struck me that our society often prioritizes busyness over wellness. Have you ever noticed that taking the time to heal is frowned upon? It made me think, how often did I go to work with a cold because I was afraid to upset my boss? While I worked in corporate, I have many times prioritized work over getting well. My mind wandered to another imaginary scene where a depressed individual visits a doctor, gets a prescription, and is advised to take two days off work for recovery. Has he generally healed, or has he merely numbed himself? The truth is, nature teaches us the opposite. There are no shortcuts for a caterpillar preparing for transformation. Nobody can indefinitely bypass the law of gestation. The musings gave me a profound insight. What if my financial struggle were in essence just like an illness, something I needed to heal from the inside? That's when I realized that healing is an inside job. Nobody else can heal for me. I'm the one. I'm the caterpillar. And I must spin my cocoon and go all in. And allow time for the transformation. 
But how long will it take? Will it work? Understanding Mother Nature is one thing. Silencing a scared mind is something else. My intuition guided me to go back in time. Where did I get the idea that recuperating was a waste of time? And then I saw the scene. I was about 12 years old. I had enrolled in the Youth Sea Cadet and signed up as a flutist in the fanfare. One evening, I had an argument with my mom. As far as she was concerned, learning to play the flute was a waste of time because artists are doomed to poverty. When I argued and named some popular young artists of the time, she responded, unlike you, they have talent. That night, I felt my soul being ripped apart. It wasn't so much about the words, but the idea that I wasn't good enough to even try to pursue my dreams, that my efforts were unappreciated and insignificant. And from then on, I assumed that art or anything fun and creative could not be part of my curriculum. It appeared that during the heightened emotion self-worth and the burden of financial responsibility latched onto my psyche causing many false beliefs. One, artists are doomed to poverty. Two, work is hard, not fun. Three, don't waste your time playing or dreaming. Four, life is about being practical and generating income. These false beliefs hidden from my conscious mind for over 40 years, stopped me from going all the way into my authentic, artistic, creative selves while having fun doing it. It also explains why I would shift from one thing to another as soon as I didn't have certainty as to where the money would come next to sustain my business overheads. The fear eventually became a self-fulfilling prophecy. To move forward, I needed a recalibration, to zero out, like pressing the tear button on a scale. However, the act of pressing tear felt very much like tearing myself apart. This is when the fear of loss becomes extremely painful. Even though I had experienced major losses, reading the words, your bank account has closed due to insufficient funds, is never a pleasant experience. I felt like a big zero on the scale of life. Yet, in my COVID-induced state, I lacked the energy to get up, worry, or fight. All I could do was to remain in the void. Still sick in bed, I entered a twilight zone. I view my life up to that point as though, 10 years ago, I had entered a tunnel labeled at the top, entrepreneur, enter here. However, as time passed, I realized that it wasn't just a tunnel guiding me from point A to point B. It was, in fact, a labyrinth with many intricate passages. Whenever it grew too dark or daunting, I would use a flashlight, which is a metaphor for anything I could get in the material world. 
Over the years, I've explored numerous pathways within the labyrinth, yet none of them led me to my desired destination, which is financial independence. My encounter with Florence Koval Shin's book had the effect of guiding me back to the center of the maze. It presented me with the opportunity to press reset on all my previous attempts, granting me a fresh new start. In my dream-like state, I discovered a new entrance I hadn't seen before. This opening exuded an air of darkness and mystery. A few months into the new passage, my flashlight batteries depleted. I had to learn to trust my abilities and intuition, relinquishing my dependence on material possessions. Then one day I could see daylight. I had arrived at the maze's end. Stepping outside, I gazed upward and drew in a deep breath of fresh air, marveling at the blue sky, the birds, and nature's beauty. But then I looked down and saw that the tunnel had led to a 1,000-foot drop cliff. Down below was the sea. I sat down, a wave of defeat washing over me once again. There was still no pot of gold, no rainbow of success. Despite 10 years of unwavering effort, I still had nothing tangible to show. What a disappointment. I had three choices. The option one was to retreat, go back in the maze. The option two was to stay on that cliff, hoping that someone will rescue me one day. The option number three was to take a leap of faith and jump. Choosing to go back would mean to returning to a regular daytime job. Choosing to stay meant contemplating borrowing more money just to get by for another month. And jumping meant letting go of all the financial burdens that had weighed me down and simply surrender to life. I contemplated all that I must let go. I dwell on these thoughts for a long while, wondering what to do next. It was then that God appeared out of nowhere. He came and sat next to me. I smile and ask him, Is this my final hour? Are you leading me to heaven? After all, healing is never guaranteed, I thought. God, smiling, replied, No, not yet. I'm here to help you process what you're going through. Well, thanks, God, I could do with some help at the moment, I responded, feeling sad. Why are you sad? God asked softly. Well, I'm actually sad and disappointed. I've been on this journey for more than 10 years, and I have nothing to show for all my effort. My bank account has closed. I can't keep up with the business expenses. It seems that no matter what I do, I'm not attracting any clients. It makes me wonder if I'm on the right path. What are you scared to lose? Asked God curiously. 
having to close my company because I can't pay for the overheads, having to dispose of the skincare inventory, close the website, the podcast show, and all the tools and apps that I'm using to operate the company. I feel sad to say goodbye to all the stuff that I've worked so hard to connect together. I feel like I'm a failure. With warmth in his eyes, God said, I see. Let's take a few deep breaths together. And so I join God in breathing deeply. Then God added, You know, Nadia, you don't need to jump off the cliff. You are free to choose to go back into the maze. But returning feels like shrinking back, trying to fit into an old snake skin I've shed, I responded. Exactly, God exclaimed, because you know that even though your bank account has closed, you are not the same person you were 10 years ago, not even four months ago. What if you could use this feeling as an anchor point, as evidence that you are heading in the right direction. Furthermore, God added, could you agree that just the fact that you haven't given up on your dream and managed to keep going for more than 10 years is a success in itself? Very few make it this far, and it's worth acknowledging You've got staying power, girl, and look how strong and courageous you have become in the process. I know I've overcome many obstacles. However, it would be nice to have peace of mind when it comes to living in the material world. God paused for a long while, then added gently, Underneath, it seems your struggles are related to a money story. You are only successful if you sell your skincare inventory. And because you haven't experienced that in the material world, you are disappointed and feel you have failed. Using money as a barometer of success is a fallacy of the material world. When doing so, you are giving your power to money, which lowers your energy frequency and diminishes how you value yourself. The programming from the material world has created an illusion where so many dwell only on what they can see, like money in the bank, to substantiate their worth. However, money itself doesn't necessarily bring peace of mind or freedom. Money is a form of energy that simply amplifies who you are, how you feel inside is your state of mind. If you think you are not good enough or not worthy, no amount of money will bring peace inside. Some are so caught in the illusion that they are willing to sacrifice their health and well-being, or worse, undermine other people's health and well-being for the sake of more, which is bottomless and can never be filled. Money cannot cure the soul, but how you relate to it can make you sick. Imagine, for a moment, a lemon tree. The tree leaves 
don't need to see evidence from their roots, nor the roots from their leaves, to share their resources. It's the flow of energy in exchanging nutrients that allows for the whole tree to grow. And as a byproduct, the tree produces lemons. If one part of the tree stops sharing, the tree will not grow and might even die. In the material world, the human mind has been conditioned only to appreciate the physical evidence, forgetting that lemons are the end results of an energetic exchange. When the mind worries about the lack of evidence, it causes self-doubts, which restrains from contributing to the whole. Holding back causes a sense of disconnect, which triggers a longing feeling or a sense of lack. Remember, the energy created from a state of lack never fulfills the heart. What truly matters What people truly seek most is not the money per se. It's the time and the conversation they have with the people they love. The feeling of connection, joy, love, passion, dedication, care, inspiration, and hope. These emotions are not visible to the naked eye. They cannot be measured, but they are felt. When People only appreciate what they can perceive from the material world. They see life from within the programming. It's an illusion. The gift of life, it is in the appreciation of what life gives you, not in the illusion of the thing itself. Appreciation is invisible. The illusion is visible. And worthiness comes with appreciation, not with money. Now, rather than focusing on what you might lose if you choose to jump off the cliff, let's look at what you have gained during the past 10 years. The last tunnel you entered, what brought you here? Have you noticed you didn't see it before? That's because it doesn't exist in the material world. You saw the passage through your awareness not your senses. You are here because you have invested in your soul's well-being, in choosing happiness over the illusion. You discerned and refused to bite into the quick-fix schemes. In short, you've followed your intuitions in spite of fear. In doing so, you have reached a new level of consciousness. However, before you can fully embrace your new electromagnetic signature, you must heal the money wound you're carrying in your heart, which is affecting your self-worth. As a child, you were led to believe you were not valuable. The pain of hearing these words created a pang of disappointment in your heart and tarnished your soul. From that point on, you assume you wouldn't be able to live in abundance as an artist, and working must be hard, not fun. These beliefs prevented you from reaching your zone of genius. You created an amazing skincare product, but the fear of going all the way 
kept you from connecting with your dream clients, thus not receiving the byproduct of the exchange, in this case, the sale of your inventory. But what if the delay was on purpose to impart you with important knowledge you wouldn't have learned otherwise? Let's go deeper. Why did you choose the uncertainty of your skincare brand that you lovingly called Avesence over your marriage? Because it limited my ability to explore and expand. Something inside me yearned for more, but the dynamic within the relationship kept me small and in fear. However, when I worked on my brand, I felt connected to something greater, which flooded my mind with inspiration. Without knowing, it became a path to learning, allowing, and playing with concepts. It became my mused world. My brand inspired me to keep pushing forward. It gave me wings to explore not only what I could see, but what I could feel deep within. The whole thing made me feel alive, I responded. This is exactly what desire does, and no money in the world can activate that, said God excitedly. Desire, mixed with love and faith, produces one of the strongest elixir of life, but requires patience to brew it correctly as it ferments from within. When appreciation is added to the elixir, you gain wisdom. Wisdom brings comprehension. As you understand why certain events occurred, knowledge brings new truth. When you accept the new truth for what it is, without judgment, it dissolves any false beliefs. The solution, although painful to go through, creates space for new growth. Many things happen in this space. The solution will feel like you've entered a state of void. It means the mind chatter has stopped. It's like you've been exposed for years to a low background noise, such as a fan, and suddenly it stops. That's when you notice how much the noise had occupied so much space in your mind. In that moment of quietness, you experience stillness, where your whole being receives an upsurge of energy flow. As you surrender into the flow, more energy circulates through your heart and all around you. As the mind and the soul reconnect, the body awakens, bringing forth a feeling of wholeness which opens the door to forgiveness. That's when you experience a profound sense of inner peace, which also shifts your energy frequency. In this space, there is no more fear of lack. The mind has shifted into the abundance of life. I close my eyes, breathing in all the wisdom. When I opened my eyes again, God had gone. 
but I could feel an inner presence glowing through me. I spent many moons in contemplation, each day growing nearer to the cliff edge. Then one day, I jumped. It's been a year since I've made the decision to take that leap. Let me tell you, there is no shortcut to healing. I recalled an intriguing experience during this journey. It was a Wednesday when I felt ill again. For the first time in a long while, I granted myself permission to sleep throughout the day without feeling guilty for not feeling well on a working day. During that rest, I felt new neural pathways forming in my mind. Healing is a multifaceted endeavor, and each of us who embarks on this path will experience things differently. I often refer to this process as ego stripping, while others may call it shadow work. I waited for over a year before sharing this story because it's one thing to go through the process, it's something else to broadcast it. A part of me wanted to share the, the story only when I reached the other side, but I had to master my last bit of fear, sharing my journey with the world before fully blossoming into a butterfly. In conclusion, I can affirm one thing. The fact that I can still create and share this podcast episode is a testament to Florence Scovel's Shin's words, you cannot lose what belongs to you by divine right. I am still here, producing a podcast, embracing my authenticity and resilience. And I'm here to remind you that you too can find ways to embrace your brilliance without undermining your health. Depending on what will happen in the next few weeks, in the next episode, I will either share with you part two of this story or provide insights into the behind the scenes of how I tapped into the wisdom I've shared today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this message was insightful. If you believe this episode can help a friend, please share it. Additionally, don't forget to subscribe. Until our next episode, please take care, stay safe, and have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope our time together has left you feeling inspired to tap into your inner magic. Remember, you are worthy of love, health, and wealth, and everything you need to achieve your dreams is already within you. If you've enjoyed this episode and found value in the content, please consider leaving a review and subscribing by clicking the link on the show notes. If you're ready to take your personal growth to the next level, I invite you to join the waiting list for Courageous Confidence and upcoming e-course design to help you unlock your full potential and cultivate unshakable confidence. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to continuing this journey with you.